butthead. No, you're not, Sarah. Okay. I think she was saying Zach's such a butthead. Oh. In which case. Zach is a butthead. No, I agree with that. <laughs> Whatever Sarah says, I agree with it, unless it's self-deprecating. Okay, boys, have fun. We will. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. We'll have so much fun. But you can't check your six. It's kind of like, you know, taking a screwdriver to a gunfight. What's happening? Just like old Tom, Tom. All right, are we ready to okay. <laughs> kick yeah, this okay. off? Kick yeah, sure. this off. Let's do it. Welcome, everybody, to Steven C. It All. Today, we are talking about the 2008 movie Kill Switch. Oh, boy. I'm, I might need some help to recap this one. So, it's Steven Seagal does Zodiac. I know <laughs> Yeah, this. but, like, dumb. Yeah. Oh, super <laughs> dumb. Now, okay. I... I'm not familiar with Zodiac. To, like I haven't seen it, but Is I know. Mm-hmm. Well, no, like I, I, I know the concept. I, I know enough to know that that's what this is doing. Yeah. So I'm um, doing maybe my comp- Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe my my assessment here might fall a little flat because I don't actually know the the real comparisons. I just know that that's what this was trying to do. But man, oh man, that's just, I I can already tell it doesn't hit the mark it wanted to. Not quite. In your defense, I don't know well if they enough. really watched Zodiac either, or just like. <laughs> When did that? When did the Zodiac movie come out? Well, okay, we have to check Zodiac and Seven. Yes. So this is from 2008. Seven came out in 95. Okay, plenty of time. Zodiac came out in 2007. Okay, so it's Zodiac. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you so go. that definitively answers. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's Steven Seagal does Zodiac, but doesn't get what makes the Zodiac killer scary at all. <laughs> like at no point am I like afraid of anything in this movie. No. No, the, there there's so much like artificial tension that's just not there. And the music and the the acting and it's just it all falls completely flat. Flatter than some of the rest of the stuff that we have seen so far. And it's really weird. Yeah. Is this the first like non-action movie this is supposed to be like a crime thriller Um, that we've seen from seagal i I think it depends on how you debate like definitions yeah i think you could very (laughs) easily say that it because i mean we've had movies like i would argue the patriot is the first like non-action movie because there was like one fight scene in that movie yeah but that's just i think is more of a limitation of being the first Mm -hmm. direct-to-video one so this does feel like it's going for something different but i don't know about you i ended up feeling some retro seagal yes moments seagal a little bit in there uh note to the viewer we're reviewing two episodes tonight we're recording two episodes tonight <laughs> and so like this might be if we're lucky <laughs> the beginning of like a retro seagal phase um, <laughs> now they're hold on to your butts next episode viewers <laughs> things are about to get wild <laughs> But I, I think I disagree with that based on the next episode. Well, yeah, I think the retro Seagal phase lasts for this movie. And spoiler alert, next week, it might be over already. <laughs> but I was getting, you're right. I was getting like retro Seagal vibes from this. Right. Uh, like we can't, but, like jumping yeah. ahead a little bit, the bar fights. But 
I think yeah. we should let, with that being said, we should let Hans recap. Yeah, Hans, recap okay, the yeah, plot you're right, you're right, you're right, I'm sorry. I dare you. It has been a while. Uh, you're, while. While we're giving peeks behind the curtain, um, it has been probably, oh man, six weeks since yeah, we've like actually... Yeah, like a month and a half at least recorded a proper episode that wasn't the game show or the follow-up like and, and we've run out of our backlog of, of recorded items so when yeah. you listen to this on tuesday we recorded it the wednesday before well and also it's a bit of a for you an extra challenge here because you watched this movie that you're about to describe the plot of like two days ago as opposed I to normally did. when you watched it like two seconds ago before i we started did. recording so <laughs> This is relying a little extra on your memory. That's definitely worth mentioning because this is the first time I've ever been responsible and, <laughs> and done my homework ahead of time. So I'm not coming into this one with the same heat that I usually do. I hope that doesn't impact it too badly. So we start off with a like, flashback sequence of what we learn is Seagal in his childhood at a birthday party and he witnesses a murder in the woods. Mm-hmm. Correct well, me if I'm wrong. Brother. This plays into the movie, not at all. Well, it's his brother. Though. It's not just a murder in the woods. It's his bro- like it's his identical brother. twin brother. Yeah, on their birthday. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're like eight. It's just like twin gets killed by the scariest, creepiest man you've ever seen. <laughs> Who never comes up again. No, it never comes. And this plays into the movie. Not at all. Not not once is this ever mentioned, brought up. No. There's no like, like, you know, oh, someone close to someone close to the main character reads his backstory off to someone else who's like learning how he's no, doing his job so well. There was it even doesn't a scene, come up at all. There was a scene where somebody is like, let me read you his backstory and then gives a fake backstory to like pull someone's <laughs> leg. You could have just given like the actual back. I'm so mad at this movie. Okay, hold on. Yes. Tell people what happened first. (laughs) So you have this flashback sequence. Apparently, it was his twin brother who died on their birthday. Uh, He was murdered in the woods, and Seagal sees the guy slit his brother's throat. It's like really... They were trying to be artsy, and it was really weird to see that in a Seagal movie. And then it hard cuts to his face. (laughs) It's just like this emotionless... (laughs) Seagal (laughs) just sitting on a bed and it doesn't it just falls completely flat at that moment and then it doesn't come up for the rest of the movie so it really doesn't matter and then oh what is it we learn that there is a serial killer and he's killing a whole bunch of people and it's bad news and they kind of uh, are there two serial killers this one uh oh no 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 you're right so there was (laughs) two serial killers Right. There's Billy Joe, who... What does he do first? I don't even So the remember. first thing that Billy Joe does is he plants a bomb inside a woman. Oh, that's right. That's yes. how the movie opens after yes. the flashback sequence. Yeah. See, this is... I, I shouldn't do this. I should watch these right before we record. This isn't working <laughs> for me. I'm not... This just... I don't, I don't think being so responsible is So he plants a bomb inside a woman. Right. And the lady's, like, laying out in the lawn in front of an apartment building. And Seagal just like looks up at the apartment building and just mm-hmm. like intuits somehow <laughs> yep. that Billy Joe. I think he's still watching us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that Billy Joe is like up in one of the apartments, like watching down with binoculars. And so he just goes up and just opens the unlocked door to this apartment where the serial killer is. Right. And they have like a little fight where Seagal is trying to figure out like, how do I defuse the bomb? Tell me which wire to cut. We only have 40 seconds or whatever. And then uh, 
Billy Joe tells him one wire. He says, cut the other wire. And then they do, and everything's fine. And then he just throws Billy Joe out a window. Like, ten times. The way that it's cut. <laughs> yes. He throws him out the window. And you get, like, this shot of him just going out the window, like, eight or nine consecutive times. Many of them from the same angle. It's just literally the same shot, just replayed. That's like you know, you know, in in satirical <laughs> satirical action, satirical action, anything. Mm-hmm. I can't talk today. Satirical action, anything. They show that they it's it's very purposeful that they show the same shot from many different angles, mm-hmm. and they'll have a narrator say, "Let's see that again in slow motion. Let's yeah. see that again in slower motion. Let's see that again from a different angle." And it's you know it's funny because it's really stupid. Yeah, that's what this movie does, mm-hmm. but it's not mm-hmm. supposed to be really stupid or satirical. If, it's yeah. just that bad. The way everything is shot and edited, I would think it's a comedy if every other thing in the movie <laughs> weren't taking itself so seriously. Yeah. It's just so ridiculous. So then he goes to he goes to prison and Seagal is put on the this other murder case and Billy Joe becomes like the B storyline and mm-hmm. he's like Val's revenge on Seagal. Yeah. So he gets put on this other murder case, and I honestly, I have in my notes. The, the I only took like two notes, and the the only one of the only notes that I took was that this movie was so just unbelievably dull. I we've said that a couple times now, but it's yeah. it's just so boring because the only thing I can say is that there's a lot of like fluff and just not oh. like bullshit that happens Entire for no reason. Just and then minutes you just you wasted. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, and just ridiculous how dull it is. And then out of nowhere, he just sort of finds out that the serial killer works at this, or he's in a band that's no, playing no, 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 at this no. bar. No, this it's even dumber than that. Oh, it, hold on. Sorry. Oh. What got Doby all riled up? There's, there must be a bunny or something outside. So anyway, it's very, very dumb. So it's like all the detective... Who, like, refuses to work with anybody. You've, you've officially... This is my case. This is my jurisdiction. You've taken over the plot recap here. No. So, um, there's, like, this serial killer running How around... I'm going to edit this. this. I don't know. Not my problem. Uh, <laughs> there's this serial killer running around and killing people and, like, carving astrological symbols into their skin and, like, leaving ciphers and stuff. And so, Seagal is put in charge of this case, of this tra- tracking down the serial killer. And we find out... So he's leaving like these cryptic ciphers. We find out that the cipher it is apparently taken Seagal like weeks to try and figure out this code. It is a replacement cipher. It is English with different mm-hmm. letters. That yep. is the entire cipher. Okay, but my favorite part is how they throughout the movie they show him making progress on the case as he has this mm-hmm. like one line, like this one sentence like hangman game of the cipher. Yeah. And he just has like three or four more letters filled in, like each time they like show the piece of paper at the start of a scene. Yeah. Like, like it'll show it, and then like next scene to... he just has like two more letters. And I'm like, come yeah. on, dude. It's taking me forever to crack this. And so and it's like these little snippets of poetry, which the little snippets of poetry turn out to be lyrics. From the songs of this alternative band that the serial killer writes the music for. It was just lyrics from his alternative rock band. Hey, you got to find some way to get people on the band camp page. You got to find some way to get people to listen to your music. I respect the self promo. As he's tracking down uh, this, you know, weird uh, astrology serial killer, he is also like under investigation from the FBI for criminal misconduct because Billy Joe ends up getting released from prison because of Seagal's horrible copping. 
I mean, you could have simplified it like he was under investigation for criminal misconduct because he did criminal misconduct. <laughs> he did criminal misconduct throughout the entire movie, actually. Yeah. Uh, he just does criminal things. But he gets his man, except they all get to walk because he's bad at being a cop and doesn't follow any laws. Uh, so, like, he'll just go into a place and start beating the crap out of people until they tell him information. And then... See? Like, classic Seagal. Yeah. Like, in one in one scene, there's a bar fight that goes on for, like, ten minutes. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then... That's above finally, the law Seagal. He finally gets the information he needs, and he goes out. He just, like, leaves them there. He says, ah, oh, some cops will come up and... They'll pick you up later, I I think. I didn't actually call anybody. Uh, I'm just going to leave the scene now. And so he starts getting shot at and then, like, shoots one of the perps in the back and like that and then just leaves. But see, that that is why, if you're wondering how it's a throwback, that is how it is a throwback. And then, so eventually he catches the uh, the serial killer. Like, the actual plot of this is really, really, really simple. Uh, he goes around trying to find ciphers, finds out that they're just lyrics from this guy's band, tracks him down has like two different scenes where he knows where he is and has to go like catch him and eventually catches him and then breaks all of his bones with a hammer, like a ball peen hammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the cops just sit back and watch. And, and just, like, just, oh, they no. just watch him. Uh, and then inexplicably, the FBI agent who's investigating him for misconduct just decides, hey, what if Seagal is actually the serial killer this whole time? And he's been really bad at this case because he's the serial killer. <laughs> There is nothing which prompts this. Absolutely nothing. No. Which prompts this idea. And it makes absolutely no sense. But she somehow convinces, like, the chief of police to come and, like, raid his house where Billy Joe has come back from prison and killed a woman who I assumed was his wife. Okay, so there's... And I was very wrong about that. There's There's a lot to say about that. It's it's weird. Can we talk about this woman for a second? Let's just get... You you you're you're doing an incredible job, Thank much you. better job than I can do. Let's just get through the recap. Okay, so Billy Joe comes back, kills Seagal's woman who lives in his house, and Seagal walks into the room, sees her tied up to the bed, stabbed a hundred times and dead. And I in my notes I said, literally the only point of the lady who lives in his house is for her to be ignored and then die. <laughs> his wife well, and then when she dies, he just looks at her and like <laughs> winces like his his eyes get real narrow i wrote in i wrote in my notes his this woman dies and he looks at her body the same way i would look at a sink full of dirty dishes (laughs) yep yep that's it nope that's pretty much it like i don't want to deal with this right now Uh, it's been there for a day or two Uh. and then he gets into like this every fight scene in this movie is two or three times as long as it needs to be uh, and so he gets in this really long fight with Billy Joe, the serial killer from the beginning, who just has like this personal vendetta against Seagal, which has nothing to do with the actual plot of the movie at all. Uh, he kills Billy Joe in his home and then runs away. And you think he's like running away from the country, like he's absconding. He leaves a note behind saying, like, I know that you think I did it, but I didn't. And here's the evidence. And Seagal's name is cleared, but he leaves the country anyway. And then at the end of the movie, yes. <laughs> it completely blew my mind. At the very end of this movie, I thought the movie was over, but it keeps going for another like three minutes. And he walks into this house and these children <laughs> run up to him and hug him and say, dad. And this like Eastern European lady walks around the corner of the hall, like comes down the hall and like greets him. And, Ooh, hey. And then she takes her clothes off and they walk into a bedroom and close the door. And then the movie ends. He well, has had and- like a secret family this entire time. <laughs> well, he's wearing a leather jacket and they kiss. Oh, yes. Course. Yeah, he's fully clothed. 
Uh, of she, course, she is always topless, and they kiss, and then the movie ends. Yep, and that's Kill Switch, and it is the most confusing pile of garbage I've seen in a long time. But in between those confusing parts, it's just dull. Mm-hmm. Like nothing, so much. Everything that you described takes place within maybe seven minutes. Oh no, most of the, of the hour movie, and a half movie is meaningless filler. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's all like. This, like, what's supposed to be a fun back and forth between Seagal, his partner, and the FBI agent that's investigating them, and how, you know, she's not, like, a real age, she's not a real field agent, and they are, and they're kind of teasing her for it, and they're yeah. supposed to be this, like, back and forth, but it just, it falls flat every time, because it's, it's either offensive or not clever, like they thought it was going to be, and it's just, it's just boring. Yeah. So now that you've done the recap, I have, not a confession, but I have something that I need to say. Go for it. I'm very excited. I don't know if excited is the right word. I'm somewhat relieved and very pleased that like the same things that I picked up on and I got and I understood what was going on. You picked up and it seems like you both picked up understood God. And the same things that confused me also confused you as well. Yeah. Because Hans, Uh could you describe what happened when you tried to watch this movie streaming on Plex? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So... (laughs) This movie is available for free on Plex. You can just watch it. No ads it or anything. Yeah. No ads. It's available for free on Plex. You don't even have to have an account. You just you just watch it. But it's the the like audio codec or whatever it is that set that the details on the listing say it's in English. You open it up and it's in Spanish. But when you first start watching the movie, it's that flashback of like the yeah. kids that you don't actually know is supposed to be Seagal. So I'm like watching this movie and I'm almost like maybe five, ten minutes in and I didn't realize that this wasn't supposed to be in Spanish. You think the scene's set in like a Spanish speaking area. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. From Spain or something. The other confusing thing though is that the subtitles also say they're in English and the subtitles are in Spanish. Yeah. So I I finally get to the scene where Seagal's talking to his partner and it's a dub. It's like a Spanish dub. And I was like, wait, 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 this can't be right. So I turned on the subtitles and they were also in Spanish. <laughs> so I just did a quick Google and you can find it for free. Someone uploaded it to YouTube. <laughs> so I saw all of this. So Hans, like I said, two days ago, I watched this movie and I saw him type these messages like, wait, why is this in Spanish? Okay, wait, I found it on the Roku channel, YouTube or something for free or whatever. Yeah. So you watched the 2008 film Kill Switch starring Steven Seagal. Yes. I, on the other hand, watched uh-huh. La Película de 2008, Cambio de Asesinato, protagonizado <laughs> por el señor Segal. Cambio you de Asesinato? You just, you just watched the whole Spanish version? Protagonizada por el señor. I'm starting. I, I'm, my <laughs> Spanish is... So, let me just say, there is one person in this call who is, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, at least, like, conversationally fluent in Spanish. Yeah. That one person's not me. <laughs> I don't know very much Spanish at all, but I saw that Hans types like, oh, if you look it up here, it's going to be, it's going to say it's in English, but then it's in Spanish. And then he like found it and watched it somewhere else. But there's a reason that I am in me, that I am me and you are you and oh, why no. you will never be me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because I said, screw it. Let's go. And I watched, <laughs> I watched the thing entirely in Spanish with Spanish subtitles. <laughs> but can I just say after hearing that recap? remarkably easy film to follow i like did not miss anything significantly i had a pretty swell time actually keeping up with what was going on 
I was confused, like, when he got to the end and there's this woman and they have a bunch of birds in their house. I'm like, is there something that explains this that I missed? Nope. Okay. Seems like there wasn't. I picked up everything I needed to. Even, like, the lady who lives in his house who gets murdered, I don't think they say her name until the last seven minutes of the movie. No, he's, like, really weird and he, like, closes her eyes. It's his partner's sister or something, isn't it? She, like, works for the police somehow because she's, like, bothering him to put in a good word for her to, like, help her get a promotion or whatever. Yeah, because she keeps saying, like, you know, I need some help on this. I need you to, I'm, I'm trying to, like, get a better job or get a promotion, and, and like, yeah. can you help me do X, Y, Z? She spends the, the entire movie were. in a nightgown, by the way. Um, yeah, and every time it's just, like, he's at his house doing work from his house, and she comes into the room and in a nightgown and says, can you help me do something? And he says, not now, I'm busy. And he never and makes direct eye contact. Says, Nope. And then she smiles and says, okay, that's fine. And then walks into the bedroom. And it's like, (laughs) why? (laughs) So I missed everything you missed. I got everything you got. Um, You know that story about uh, when Larry Bird was like playing for the Celtics and he like played a whole basketball game like with his offhand and he still like got like 40 points and like they still won. (laughs) He would just play with his weak hand because he was just like bored of being like literally the best. It's like that. I'm like the Larry Bird of talking about Steven Seagal movies. I gotta find ways to just keep this interesting. I gotta, I gotta spice it up. So we're doing this episode lefty. But truly, I... Hold on. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. We gotta go back to that. You are the Larry Bird of Steven Seagal podcast. I am the Larry Bird of talking about bad Steven Seagal movies for a podcast on the internet. With like double digit reliable oh listeners. My gosh. Yes. <laughs> but but Zachary, you missed you missed Steven Seagal's horribly offensive accent throughout the Okay, whole movie. but what oh. I got, the guy doing the dub for Seagal, the, here's the thing. I'm gonna be I'm gonna spoil the I'm gonna give this movie probably like two stars or so, with not even joking, at least a full star of that purely for the Spanish dub of this. <laughs> I had a much better time watching this movie. <laughs> hey, like so in hey. general, you should people just if you're listening, you should watch more like foreign language movies. Yeah, and I'm not gonna say you should watch Steven Skull movies, but if you're gonna watch Steven Skull movies, you will have a better time watching the foreign language dub of it. Okay, that's what I said <laughs> when. <laughs> Like when, ten when movies watched, ago, um, my when you didn't have version didn't have subtitles, and yeah. half the movie was in Japanese no, 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 but and this, Chinese. What movie was that? Uh, Into the Sun. That was Into the Sun, I think. But uh, even for that one, you still right. have like Seagal and Seagal's yeah, voice. Yeah, everything Seagal This one, still, you have a yeah. Seagal dub, so much better than Seagal himself. Mm-hmm. Even it turns, it is beautiful. It turns like the mundane. It turns just the usual road <laughs> Seagal we've talked about like thirty times now into something marvelous. We're like, I'm five minutes in. It's like that scene when he's trying to like figure out how to disarm this bomb when he's beating up, you know, the guy to like get the, yeah, you know, the the bomb that's inside the gal's like you know chest or whatever. And already, like, I'm just having a great time because he's going que cable imbecile, que cable arriba, and throws the guy through a door. <laughs> so much better than what you would get with Seagal himself. Oh yeah, just so que cable can... arriba. Oh man, I, I watched. It was only a few minutes before I before I found the English version and swapped to that. But yeah. I can agree with you. I <laughs> after watching the same scene in English, Seagal did like the the, the voice actor that d- did the dub <laughs> put so much more emotion, so much more emphasis. I looked into I feel, I feel so his bad. dub. Like 
his his energy the the energy of the voice didn't match Seagal's energy on screen, and it was really no because he was funny. doing a good job. That was a professional they had doing the Spanish dub. I feel so oh, bad. Yeah. I looked, I couldn't find like the credit, like even just finding what the title of this movie was in Spanish was hard. I don't know who did it, but he did a great job, a fantastic yeah. job dubbing Seagal. I I I do want to share with you the way that Seagal's voice sounded this whole time. Please the, do. the way I described this, what came to mind is I'm hearing Seagal's accent. So, dear listener, I hope you can imagine this. It's like Foghorn Leghorn grew up in Compton. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I'm so glad I watched the Spanish version of this. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sh- that is probably, like, painfully accurate without even, without having heard oh. it. It You're is probably right on the money. It's like this. I can't even. It's hard to describe. It's like this really <laughs> weird. If, when he does his really offensive, stereotypical oh. black man impression, oh. this is like a really offensive, stereotypical Cajun impression yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, like out of out of completely out of left it field. Sounds it like, doesn't make sense. Like no one else in the movie talks even remotely like that. I have heard people describe this as a Cajun accent. They are wrong. I can see the like that's probably what he's going for. Even though this movie takes it's set place in Memphis. in Memphis. We're very confused about a lot of things. Yeah, so I can <laughs> see why people think he's like going for a Cajun accent. I think he's going for a Cajun accent. He misses it by several hundred miles. Um, because he's just doing his offensive black accent and an offensive like Appalachian and like a, an offensive Just with southern like a really accent. thick southern draw. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just taking his different offensive regional accents and mushing them together in this movie. So this is the blend. This is the the like wine blend of uh-huh. all of the past Seagal movies together. <laughs> this, this is the house blend. This, this is, is the spit bucket. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. the spittoon. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going, mm, I'm getting some notes of above the law, a couple notes of fire down below. Oh, it's got some fire down below in there. taste of urban justice. Uh-huh. We talk, oh, yeah. we talk all the time about how bad his accents are and how he, for some reason, decides to talk like an offensive stereotype of so many different cultures. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any sense. This one, I can't... It's so difficult to put into words how much worse this one is than all of the others. And I I, I have to <laughs> just admit something about myself. Zach, when you were just saying, I'm getting notes of fire down below and urban justice, I am ashamed that I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, a Seagal sommelier. A Seagal sommelier. Yeah. Uh-huh. Make it work. Make it... Edit uh-huh. that to... <laughs> Joey's gonna have this is this is a gold mine for Joey questions <laughs> for the finale. <laughs> but no, so we mentioned this before. That bar fight they have, if you just want to concentrate a dose, if you've been missing like 80s, 90s Seagal, when he gets to that bar fights, mm-hmm. you have a bit when he's just punching a guy and they loop the same footage back like a yep. second oh later. You have Ridiculous. like he just kind of they show his face moving and they cut to the stunt double doing the work. He like bashes a guy's face in and knocks half his teeth out, and that guy has all of his teeth again. Like the next scene, <laughs> he just like shoots a fleeing person in the back. Like every he just like goes and does random even just the premise of he just like goes and does violence at a bar, and then somehow that like sends him on his next clue for what he wants. Right. This is and he's still somehow like the whisper. 
He's yes. still he's still yeah. the guy that can get things done without without a trace. Also, like all of these problems would be fixed if he decided to collaborate with literally anyone. Yeah, if he wasn't actively hostile to every other person who works with him. Yeah, who is like weirdly Except defensive his of him. His no, yeah, he doesn't his, even work with his partner. Like, no, I guess he doesn't. His partner's his partner's very defensive of him. Yeah, the only scene we have of him and his partner working together was fake. It was a fake flashback that the partner made up to like. <laughs> Pull the leg of the FBI agent who was sent here to investigate Seagal because he's so bad at his job. And all they do is just razz her the entire time. And yeah. she, there's no reason for it. It's it's just like being rude. No, for she no is here because uh, be, because because of the actions of Seagal, a serial a known serial killer was let loose from jail because Seagal is so bad at being a cop <laughs> that all of the evidence he collected, which like proved that this guy's a serial killer, was inadmissible in court. <laughs> i mean as far as i can tell the only guy he really seems to get along with at all is the coroner like they seemed like they were oh yeah fine, uh, the coroner the played by isaac hayes uh who people yes. might know as chef from uh south park <laughs> really 135 episodes <laughs> I didn't know that. i've never watched south park but uh but it's a recognizable character except i'm gonna be honest when i got to that first autopsy scene when they like have this body and they start like checking in forensic clues or whatever to figure out what's going on I've mentioned this before, of course, obviously, you know, this is frequently watched in our house. I like immediately all of the seven Zodiac parallels left because I just felt like I was watching this like low budget knockoff of El Programa de Televisión Huesos, protagonizado por El Señor de Chanel y Señor Boreanaz. <laughs> like we're getting hardcore flashbacks to that, but with Seagal there just ruining it the entire time. Like he is not, he and he will never be Agent Booth. No, no, no. That's that's it. The only, the only other note I had was that the the music was like way too loud for the dialogue yeah so you can't hear anything mm. anybody's saying but that that could have just been the version that i was not watching a problem in the spanish dub it to youtube <laughs> so just like some weird things i just want to point out like a couple weird things that happened in this movie like apparently the serial killer uh whose name whose actual name in the movie is lazarus <laughs> mm-hmm. yep who Classic. looks like like if you just googled like 2000s alternative band frontman you got him. <laughs> yeah, whatever picture pops up, that's what he looks like. And so he's like leaving these ciphers and things. He's committing these murders and leaving the bodies in specific places. And so Seagal goes to the library to get information on like astrology and whatever and try and find the like what this poetry comes from where he like finds out that it's from like this crappy alternative band that the murderer is in. <laughs> Except... So he gets like this chart of uh, constellations and like the big revelation is that each time the killer leaves behind some lyrics from his songs, it predicts where the next murder is going to be. And so he has like this chart of this particular constellation, which uh, is like a crown of some Greek goddess or whatever, which just happens to be. The correct size and proportions for the particular map of Memphis that he has on his desk. I thought about that too. <laughs> so that he can just lay this particular picture of the <laughs> constellation over the sites of the murders and know exactly where the next murder is going to happen. 
Well, what they didn't show is that on the cipher it has a little, like, you know, scale, like, you know, one inch equals one mile. Type thing. Like, they gave, you know, a, a scale and a compass rose so you knew which way to point it in. It was very helpful in that way. Well, and then the next thing that made no sense is he knew where the next murder was going to happen hours beforehand and told no one. Literally nobody. He just I mean, discovered he works that. Alone. Stood he up only from his demonstrates that. how bad he is at his job. That's all he does. Yeah. So it's not surprising. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron. Yes. You gotta, you gotta enter the flow state. You gotta enter in a estado de I'm fluho. sorry. Why are I, you not in the flow states? I'm, Why are you not flow stating? I'm just so. I, I'm out of practice at this point. Thank goodness. I was flow stating hard in this movie. <laughs> I can tell when he would say, you know, it's easier in a foreign language, right? It is because ordinarily he'd say, "I may be ridiculously violent, but I get results." You dig, and I just go, "Sure, fine, whatever." <laughs> Moving on. It's it's literally the same. It's just Puedo ridiculamente violento pero obtengo resultados. Yacavas, and I'm just si claro es de bien. Okay, I say Like just sure. Let's go. See. Mm-hmm. Moving on. You gotta. How, how many of these did you have like prepared beforehand? You gotta enter the flow state. <laughs> estado de flujo. Estado de flujo. It's the only way to make it through these movies. Um. I like we're, we keep talking about how terrible he's at his job and how like the movie shows that he's terrible at his job. Yes. Yeah, and There's other so characters talk about how he is terrible at his job. The show right. and the tell is that he's bad at his job. <laughs> right, but then like the point of the movie, like the lesson learned, is that he's not. Yeah, like so. What what's the theme? That would everyone like to take a jab at what the uh, theme of this movie is? Well, Ooh. real quick before before Here we get go. there, let's really think on it for now. a sec because I have something. Because when when they talk about how Billy Joe was released from prison because of Seagal's like tactics or whatever, and and how he was he was t- too violent and he he was so bad at his well, job. Well, he did that throw he, a man out of a fourth story window. Exactly, he was so bad at his job that the court had no choice but to side with the serial killer. They. The, when that scene happens and they tell him that it happened, he looks at the FBI agent that's investigating him as if to say, you guys are such idiots. Like, mm-hmm. how could you put that guy back on the streets? Mm-hmm. But that wasn't their call. No. And then his and, partner looks yeah. at her like everyone blames her. And then she looks down at the floor like, oh, I'm supposed to feel bad. No. The, like the whole point of the movie is that he's great at what he does he gets results regardless of the consequences but when you actually think about it for half a second you don't have to get that deep into it you think about it for half a second it's like no all all of this just goes to prove that he is worth investigating because he's terrible and like the whole point in the text of the movie the entire point of the fbi agent being there is because the fbi agrees yes this man is a serial killer and the reason he's walking is because you are bad at your job. Like, we, we know he did these crimes. He admitted to them. Like, everyone saw him do it. But because you're so bad at being a detective, we had to let, like, the law forced us to let him go. We hated doing that. So don't blame me for how bad this went. This is your fault, Stephen. Well, and in another movie, the character might reflect on how that's a problem and how yeah. I need to, you know follow at least enough of the rules that they can possibly put the guy away but instead his response is nope i'm just gonna go run away to my russian wife that i have yeah who is never mentioned her in low frame rate slow motion (laughs) that's his that's his response to very the movie and the characters in the movie very accurately pointing out the issue with the way his character behaves yeah well you know by that point in the movie there hadn't been enough feminine nudity 
so they <laughs> needed to throw a little bit in there at the end. Just out of nowhere. It's so out of left field. I'm glad all of us had the same reaction. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is going on? Sure. What? Did I actually start thought a different the movie? Was movie? Over. Definitely thought the movie was they over. They could... This movie is one hour and 36 minutes long. That last scene can't be more than two minutes. They could have cut that out, ended it on on it his partner leaves. reading the note, yeah. and just ended it. Yeah. And it, it, it would have... It, it would have been dumb, but it would have made w- sense. I mean, right. Again, like, that adding is that vintage ending Seagal. only detracts from an already bad movie. Yeah, that is vintage Seagal. It either has to end, just like, oh, that's over already, or it has to end like, oh, that didn't really... That- you could have cut that like five minutes ago. Like, why was that on there? <laughs> yeah. They still could have hit their 90-minute runtime if they just cut that out. And everything takes forever in this movie. Mm. Every scene just drags on interminably. This is going to be another one of those cases. This is going to be like, um, oh, what was the last one that we talked about that was like that? I don't know. There was one recently that was like that where like the, we're talking about it and it sounds like there's a lot happening. It sounds no, like there's a lot of really st- ass attack, attack force. force. It sounds like there's a lot of really stupid like semi enjoyable because no. it's bad like content to this movie. Incorrect. No, it's so all all of what we're talking about takes place in about seven minutes. The rest of the movie is just nothing. Like every fight scene goes on for like at least ten minutes. And oh, way too it's long. So long. And then you just have people talking people talking about stuff you already know people talking about stuff that's not gonna affect anything yeah it none of it matters clearly you can literally not understand a word of what they're saying and it doesn't <laughs> affect your ability to understand what's going on i can attest <laughs> been proven there's actually not much to talk about in this movie anything else anyone wants to mention i got nothing i don't even have a line i didn't i didn't even pull a quote from this one there wasn't anything that stood out to me the only li- the only line that I actually wrote down is uh, "I just want to talk," which is something that Seagal said after shooting at a guy first. Mm. Nice. <laughs> he opened fire and of then course. said, "I just want to talk," and then kept shooting at the guy. Classic Seagal move. I can't believe I'm getting nostalgic for this. <laughs> you really the, the more like, we oh, talk about it, the Seagal. more I think you're right. This is it's just a it's a throwback. <laughs> it's a throwback. Dang. <laughs> um so there's the one i said earlier k cable k cable you know ariba i like that the other one that stuck out to me there's uh where seagal's not even involved in this it's not even like a non-skull line skull's not even in the scene um his like partner is like in the building and she hears like a, a kind of like domestic dispute going on and they like kick down the door and this guy's like freaking out and his girlfriend's or his wife or his partner is just like hey stop you're scaring me or whatever Oh my god, I forgot about that. But in Spanish, the oh, part that stuck man. out to me was "Por favor, solo fumaste, mucho crack." <laughs> when she's saying like, "Hey, you, like you, like you're just you're you're too high. You smoked a lot of crack or whatever." Yeah. Just the phrase "mucho crack," like <laughs> what? It's just if you want to say someone smoked a lot of crack, it's just "solo fumaste, mucho crack." That can't yeah. be right. You tell me the Spanish word for crack is crack. <laughs> So that's my favorite line just because of that. Because it's a very, it's supposed to be a serious moment, but it yeah. just like took me out. I'm like, that's not the, that's not how you say that. Honestly, Zach, I'm at right now, I'm really wishing that I had your mentality and just stuck with the Spanish version just once I realized what was happening. I almost if, did. I think I would have had a better time. I switched over. Just, yeah. You, if you're going to watch a movie in foreign language, you should watch literally any other foreign language movie. But hey, if you've committed to watching a Skull movie, spin, just Might as well. roll the dice, try it. <laughs> 
Watch it in Italian. I don't. Who knows? Watch it in Cantonese. It's probably better. I don't know. I can't. Worst case, yeah. you listen to a more emphatic voice actor yeah. than Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did any of these people go on to do anything? I already said so. Isaac Hayes, who plays the coroner in this, he was already in mm-hmm. South Park and had been for a long time at this point. Um, the uh, guy that plays Lazarus, uh, Michael Filipowicz. It looks like he was in Westworld for oh, just one episode. Okay, sure, he was in Mindhunter for one episode. <laughs> cool. That's something. That's good. The FBI agent, played by Holly Alyssa, was in three episodes of Arrow, the TV show. Oh my god. The guy that played Billy Joe, Mark Colley, mm-hmm. he's like a, a successful country singer. Oh, cool. He's singer, songwriter, musician, oh, he was actor, in the, record producer. He was in The Punisher, the 2004 Punisher. Hmm. Oh, he was also in Fire Down Below. Nice. Really? Oh, similarly, the uh, detective Storm Anderson, he also appears to be a musician. He was on the uh, soundtrack for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, nice. That's an amazing. That's a great soundtrack. Oh, wait, he's not just on the soundtrack. Oh, geez, Chris Thomas King, gotta put some respect on your name. He's uh, the guitarist they meet that claims he sold his soul to the devil. Like, he's the one that, like, when they're on their way to the radio, he's, like, telling them about how he sold his soul, and that's how he oh, sold wow. the guitar. Yeah. yeah. Great. Look at that. There's this one, like, kind of cool shot of them walking up the stairs that then they ruin by putting a bunch of unnecessary cuts in there. Yeah. There's, like, 20 other times in this movie where they had something and then ruined it by, like, doing a bunch of, like, jarring cuts in there. Yeah. The editing on this movie is really bad. I'm looking Oh, I'm, it's, abs- it's absolutely I'm awful. looking at the cinematographer on here. Uh it looks like he's made a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, I might have seen some of his work then. Uh Thomas M. Harting. <laughs> he's made A Very Merry Bridesmaid, Coyote Creek Christmas, <laughs> A Winter Getaway, A Timeless Christmas. Uh, <laughs> You're just naming Christmas the same at movie. the Plaza. Over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Harry and Meghan becoming royal. Uh, <laughs> Harry and Meghan, a royal romance. Christmas Homecoming, <laughs> The Perfect Bride. Oh, the TV movie, the 2016 TV movie of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Once Upon a Holiday. <laughs> this Grumpy is Cat's Worst first... Christmas Ever. <laughs> this has to be the first time we've gotten to like someone on like the crew, like you know the cinematographer. And, like, Sarah and her mother have seen more of that person's work than I have. Santa like, Hunters. I guarantee you they've seen at least one of those. This one's called Santa Hunters, The Nine Lives of Christmas. <laughs> you know what? That man gets to show up at the same oh. small town village where, you know, the big city guy is coming, you know, with his fiance until she bumps into her old classmate mm-hmm. or whatever who owns a Christmas tree farm. And he's got his system down. He knows how. I'm sure he knows how to get those shots. Oh, yeah. They're finishing, like, you know, early in the schedule. They're going home, mm-hmm. sipping their hot cocoa. Like, this guy's probably got a pretty sweet gig going on. Let's be honest. It beats the hell out of working on a Seagal movie. Uh, he was also the, the cinematographer <laughs> for 19 episodes of The Best Thing I Ever Ate, which is a show that I actually watched. The, the best the thing, best I, ever thing I ever ate. It's ate. when like famous chefs just talk about their favorite foods. Uh, it's like an oh, interview show, basically. That's not as funny as I thought it would be. So it's safe to say that like everything this man has worked on is going to be much better than this. <laughs> that's good. Good for, <laughs> good him. for him. Yeah. You go, Thomas Harding. Um. Okay. Close this out, Hans. Oh, uh, no. Oh, uh, what's star, star ratings? Star ratings. And yeah. what will we watch uh, instead? Yeah. Come on. Oh. Uh, pfft. I'm just ready to be done with this. 
it's been it's it's been a while it's because it's been so many yeah. weeks almost two months since we've done this last i i think my sort of rating scale has needs to be recalibrated oh, i'm gonna come say on, i'm gonna say one and a half stars um i will say kill switch would get one star cambio day assassinato gets two stars <laughs> yeah i think i'm gonna go with, uh i, I want to say two stars because like it was dumb and boring, but I wasn't like offended throughout a good chunk of it. And at this point in this Seagal project, <laughs> that actually mm-hmm. gets two stars take what from me. Get. What would I watch instead? Uh, the obvious answer is Zodiac, obviously. <laughs> but I will also recommend to you uh, David Fincher's Mindhunters, the TV show, or the first season of Gotham. You should also watch the rest of Gotham, but the first season is completely <laughs> completely different from the rest of the TV show. I'm going to leave that gap in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and recommend Dexter, uh, seasons one through three. Oh. Okay. That's it. Oh, okay. hey. Oh, your recommendation actually had something to do with yeah. the movie. Wow. You actually recommend some more serial killers. I'm going to say, I mean, you can always, it's not a movie, but you can always watch Bones. Classic. If you want, like, Classic. you know, good serial killer action. <laughs> Or just, you know what, let me just say, any like foreign language film, if you want to go watch Itumama Tambien, cool. If you want to go watch Parasite, oh, sure, par- watch, Parasite. watch a movie in another language than one you understand. That's yeah. my recommendation. If you want to Broad watch like Spirited Away. Yeah, there we go. Any Miyazaki. Or- any of those are, yeah. and those are also pretty accessible if you haven't watched much foreign cinema. But yeah. as Bong Joon-ho would say, you need to overcome the... Uh, one inch wall of, of subtitles <laughs> and just explore a whole new world of cinema. Yeah, that that's one my inch recommendation. Hurdle. But anyway, uh, I think that's pretty much all I have to say. All right. Close this out. Kill switch more like kill me. No, that's yeah. bad. <laughs> we don't need to end every episode with a <laughs> title more like title. <laughs> I, I don't see why we should. Well, yeah, that's that can be. That's like another one of our things. That's our signature. <laughs> More like ill itch because this movie made me ill and itchy. (laughs) Kill switch more like still stinks. Uh, Hey, okay. Well, that's something. (laughs) I don't know. It's not an easy one. I mean, like, our thing can be that they are bad. (laughs) Bad and uncreative. Well, let's just say for this week, adios. (laughs) Hasta luego. That means one of us has to die. Hasta luego. Y nos vemos la próxima semana. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, what he said. I don't, I don't know. It, it, it means sure. see you later. We'll see you next week. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, what he said. Ditto. That'll do.